Hello and welcome to the Art of Online Courses. Here we share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth and today's guest is Rita Ainsworth. Now Rita's the CEO at Data Driven Marketing and she's also a mindset coach for our instant course sales clients. She's got over 10 years experience in marketing and in advertising, and she was the director of media buying for a leading Facebook ads agency. And she was basically running ads for uh, online course businesses like Amy Porterfield and Mind Valley. And while she was there, she created the majority of the internal processes and the SOPs so that the media buying division could run really smoothly. And today we're going to be talking about processes and SOPs. These are super important. Not everyone finds them quite as exciting as Rita does, but they are super important in terms of making sure that everything runs really smoothly. So before we start learning from Rita, I want to mention our sponsor. And today's sponsor is my company, Data Driven Marketing. And what we do is we help online course creators just like you to increase their online course revenue 20 to 100% through strategic funnel optimization. We help you convert more visitors to leads, more leads into sales and increase revenue per sale. And we do that through a bunch of different techniques, including email marketing, webinars, um, on-site lead magnet optimization. So if you wanna know how much more you could make, go to datadrivenmarketing.co slash calculator and find out how much more you could be making from your courses with the Ideal Funnel. So Rita, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, it'll be fun. Nice. So Rita is probably the most organized person that anybody I've ever met has ever met. She's like, (laughs) like so organized. So uh, in case you weren't guessing for the last names, we're married. And uh, just as an example, we've got a menu plan for all of the food that we eat. It's like an eight week menu plan all written out in how many? 12. 12 week. All <laughs> written out in a spreadsheet. And it's all organized each day and of the week and each week by this many rice dishes this week. And we've got this many pork and fish and vegetable. And oh my goodness, the whole thing is just a work of art. It's amazing. So anyway, getting into the details about online courses. Rita, talk to us a little bit about why is it, I mentioned very briefly, but why is it so important for people to have SOPs and processes in place? A few things. So one is that it basically helps you with the standards. So it's either you're doing it on your own or you have a team. If there is an SOP in place, you're pretty much guaranteed that this process will be done at a certain standard. So if you're outsourcing something and you, you know that person is following the SOP, that the standard not, is not going to drop. Another thing is saving time because it's sometimes kind of easy to forget what you were doing and how you were doing it and find that doing things in the right order saves time and saves mental energy. So if you have SOP that especially converted into a template, which we'll talk about later, that saves a lot of that hassle remembering how did I do that? You know, uh, what's the first step? What's the second step? So these two things, and then I think one I mentioned already is the outsourcing. If you don't have anything written out, it's all in your head, then it's very difficult for you to hire someone to help you with anything. I remember I was working at a lighting showroom, um, which (laughs) may surprise some people. 
Uh, and the, the guy who was running the showroom, he was the designer, he was the uh, owner. He had everything in his head. And um, for a very long time, he had this assistant who was working with him. She worked with him for maybe 20 years. And they both knew what was going on. And then she left. And he was basically just running like a headless chicken. And he couldn't tell us what needed doing. So we, we tried to figure out uh, on our own how things worked. And it was hard. It was, uh, it was very difficult to, to work as a company, be efficient and, and be profitable as well. So I want to dig into a couple of bits there. You mentioned some terms that people, not everybody might know. So what is an SOP? What does that stand for? And what, what is one? What is it? How does it actually work? SOP is a standard operating procedure. It's basically just a step-by-step guide on how you do something. You, you have, let's say, a document or a document and you say, okay, n- number one, I go and do this step. And then I do this and then I do that. And you can have screenshots attached to it. You can have it written out uh, as text. You can have videos. You can have a mixture. So, you know, different people learn different ways and taking information different ways. So it's probably good to have all three in an SOP and people going to take what they can take in best. All right, cool. So it's a combination of text, screenshots and videos showing step-by-step how to do something, some part of the business. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I was, um, I'm also in charge of running our Facebook ads. So I had a task to set up a lead magnet campaign. And to start with, I just had, you know, set up lead magnet campaign and I would go, (laughs) (laughs) I would go to do it and think, why is it so difficult? Like, one, it's, it was difficult to know, okay, when can I fit that in? How much time I'll have for it? And then what are the steps? And then when I looked at exact steps, it was 11 steps before setting up the lead that campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and then involved going into uh, many chat and involved going into active campaign and some things I did myself and some things I asked team members to do. And only after I did those 11 steps, I had to set up Facebook ad campaign, which I don't need SOP for that because it's I've been doing it for so long. But everything before that, it was just so confusing. Even it's like, okay, do I um, duplicate this mini chat automation first before creating this other thing? Or which order does it exactly go in? And once you figure that out once, then it's so much easier to do it uh, second and third and fourth time. Yeah, I've got them. I remember I started making them for myself many, many years ago with stuff that I would like do sometimes that I would occasionally do something. I'd be like the next time I come around, I'm like, how does that work again? What is it? It's kind of like a recipe going back to the food thing that we we're talking about at the beginning. And anybody, anybody who knows me well will know I often go back to the food thing. Yeah. And uh <laughs> It's like having the recipe means you don't have to remember from one time to 12 weeks later exactly mm. how you make that meal that, you know, is on the Wednesday with enough rice and with pork in it and what have you. And it just makes life so much easier. It means you don't forget it. You know, after six months of doing it, go, oh, didn't I used to put more soy sauce in this? So I forgot we had honey in the teriyaki chicken or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And 
So having that written out just kind of removes that mental burden. And of course, like you say, you can just hand it off to somebody else and then they can go do it as well. Like if somebody tried to just teach me cooking, it'd be a nightmare. But if you just give the recipe and say, right, this is step-by-step how to do it. It's like, oh, sure, I could do that. That's no big deal. Yeah. All right, cool. So we've talked it through. We've uh, figured out what they are, why they're important. So what do you write SOPs for? Anything, any process, any task that you do more than once. Like even if it's once a year, but you have to do it every year. I find, you know, going do like finances tasks, do self-assessment, whatever, filing or year-end accounts. And it's just so easy to forget if you do something just once a year. It's like, oh, what uh, where do I go to log in and where are these details and what, uh, you know, what else do I need to know about this process? So anything either once a year or even if it's daily, if you start a new process, it will take still a couple of weeks or months to learn that daily process. So we have an SOP to look at it while you're learning it and then you can forget about it because it'll be just a second nature for you. So one of the things that I find is that once they've kind of got the hang of it and they know the process and they know how it works, nobody wants to go back and read it after that. But for learning what the process is and then checking that you've got the right process and that you understood it all properly, it's unbelievable. So helpful for it. And so I think we've got like, I don't know, maybe maybe 50 or 100 SOPs for in our business, something like that. Quite a few of which we share with clients in the program because it's like, right, here's exactly how to do whatever, creating a customer avatar, doing, you know, writing a sales page, putting together the brief for, oh, that was a, the copywriting one that we've got. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> it took so much work to figure out exactly what order do you do all these things in and what templates do you have and everything like that. All right, cool. So we know why they're important. We know what they are. We know what we write them for. So how do you do it? You mentioned before about text and video and screenshots. Um, what else in terms of how to actually put these together? Easiest way to do it is as you are doing the actual task. So it's not a separate job, you know, okay, I need to sit down and spend a day writing SOPs for everything I have in the business. It's, I am doing this task at the moment. Let me either write out the steps kind of quickly in a task notes, or let me record Loom now that I'm doing this. Could be a combination of those. And then second time round, as you go to do that task, then something doesn't make sense. You go and watch the video, you go and look at the notes. I think probably even better if there is another team member that does exact same, follows that same process, then you can say, okay, I did this task now. Next time you do it, can you go and follow this process and see if it makes sense? And if it doesn't make sense, then either they come back to you and ask, okay, what exactly do you mean? Or they figure out what, how this pro- that process looks like. And you have iterations, you know, you have first version, you have second, third, fourth, and then eventually it'll be spot on. So that's probably the easiest, quite organic way of writing SOPs. Mm. Yeah. And I found when one of the best ways you mentioned there about getting somebody else to ask you about it or to follow it and, and edit it, I found that's been amazing. And I think it's one of the ways that people can do this, that they feel like, well, I'm not that organized person. Mm. I don't want to write all this stuff out. 
or I really haven't got time for this. And the reason I haven't got time is because nobody else can do any of the work. And the reason nobody else can do any of the work is because they don't have the SOPs. And it's a real catch 22. The best thing at that point is for somebody else to either record the loom and somebody else writes up the process or somebody quizzes you. And then what happens? And then what do I do? And then as you've got a template for this and then what, what might go in the next step here or what have you. And that's way easier, like as from a mental point of view. And it means the other person definitely understands it. So I think the most junior person, if you don't have these things written, the most junior person who's doing it should be the one writing it up based mm. on a Loom video or you explaining it or something like that. That seems to work really well. All right, cool. So let's say you've started making some of these. You've got your SOPs created. You've started iterating on them. Where do you store them? Where do you keep these? For people who love SOPs and who are in, you know, um, ops, it is a big kind of a talking point. How do you store them? <laughs> and I'd say it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you know, there's uh, one software that it sounds really clever and then there's another one comes out and people feel like, oh my God, this looks so much better. I need to transfer all of my SOPs to this Let new one. Let me spend two days doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So I've seen work, previous agency, we use Tetra. Mm-hmm. I hear very good things about Notion. Uh, we have them in Google Docs. It works absolutely fine. It's just having one place for to store them all and then for team to know where to go and find them. That's all you need to know. The rest doesn't matter. Like what software is not going to solve the problems that normally yeah. come up. It's just a place for, for things to sit. Yeah, um, it's just a, if you use, if you focus on the software too much, then what ends up happening is you're actually just focusing on the least important bit. I say yeah. you can put them anywhere. It doesn't matter. The point of it is not where are they stored. The point of it is, do you have them and are they useful? Mm. And if you focus too much on the software, it's like totally missing the point. What is your favorite thing for using for this? Is it Google Docs? Cool. Is it Process Street? Something clever like that? Great. Is it Notion, Tetra, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just write the things out and store them somewhere. Now, we love spreadsheets here. So we've got a spreadsheet that's got different tabs in it. And each tab has got like the marketing SOPs, the delivery SOPs, the finance SOPs. But they're done in Google Docs. And we could have linked to them from anywhere. It wouldn't have mattered too much. All right, cool. So let's say you've chosen somewhere to store them. doesn't matter where it is. Are there any issues that come up? Is there anything that, that causes people problems with this? Issues that come up is that people don't, don't use them. Even if when they exist, they don't know which SOP they need. They don't know what to find it. It's easier to go and ask, you know, if you're managing big team, the manager, uh, how to do something. And I think it's having that... Once you have the SOPs written, structure them in the, like, okay, what are the processes in your business? Is it uh, management and hiring? Is it marketing? Is it delivery? What is the SOP for having that kind of a bigger structure and then breaking down into like, you know, our marketing one is paid legion, organic legion, follow-up and everything else. So there's, sections for for each of the processes and then sop sit under that it's kind of you know like you read a book and you have table of contents so you can go to the right chapter if you Mm. want to get something quickly yeah so that's one thing also what i found worked well in the in the previous agency was that 
when we were hiring new team members, I used the SOPs as part of the onboarding and training. So I put together like a three-month program. So they went through all of the SOPs. They knew what, you know, how they related to the day-to-day tasks. One, it helped with people to understand how the company worked. And it hugely increased the standard. Mm. Everyone was going through the same process. Everyone knew how to, you know, name Facebook ad campaigns. Everyone knew how to set up tracking correctly. It's the same. It's basically you have the same process for every single person. And then when they say to you, oh, uh, can you tell me how to do such and such? You can say, okay, go back to this uh, SOP that it's, I know you went through it because I gave you tasks to tell me how you understood it. So you just point them back and then it saves time for you as well. We're getting now into some ninja level stuff that Rita has implemented before. It's like she not only wrote up all of the SOPs and organized all of it, but then made a training plan based on that. And every new person had to go through the training plan. And not just that, they had to then record videos for her, explaining it back to her to show they'd understood it properly. And then it's like, oh my goodness, ninja level stuff. You do not have to start at that level. (laughs) Just having them written is going to be a big step from if you haven't got them in place at the moment. So are there any other issues, any other things that you see come up? I'll tell you one that I see is and i mentioned this before is that nobody wants to actually go and read the sop once they know how to do it and we've got a couple of ways of uh, working through that and making the process work without having necessarily to do it every time can you talk people through those at all yeah absolutely so sop is great just to have everything in one place but once you have that written out it has to become a, a template, a to-do template. Because otherwise, yeah, as you say, people are not going to go and, uh, and read it every single time. It's, although it saves time, it's also time-consuming mm, <laughs> as, yeah. you know, as you do it. So what we've done, and obviously, I guess I can't talk about this. What we've done is we took the SOPs and we created a to-do templates in our project management system. So then you can link either the whole SOP uh, in that template and say, okay, if something's not clear, you can just go and check. Or you can link bits of the SOP with the relevant to-do. And once you have those templates in the project management system, you assign people to them, you assign dates. It's broken out in very little steps. So that's when it becomes that uh, you know, almost effortless to do some a mm. task because it's just there and you don't even have to think apart from, you know, your planning uh, session to add dates for those tasks. Yeah, one of our values internally is something called effortless flow. And this is one of the things. So it's effortless flow is like a standard beyond excellence where rather than it be that you can do something, or that you can do the thing well, or you can do it really well, is you can do it really well and it seems like you weren't trying. And to reach that level is very hard. And SOPs is a part of that process. Because once you've got the process figured out so precisely, you know exactly what order all these things should happen in. And then there's a system in your project management, you know, there's a recurring task, whatever, in your project management system. And then that links off to an SOP that says exactly how to do it. And then you hand it off to somebody else and they can go and do it for you. 
Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. Oh my goodness. I've had, we've reached the level with uh, different parts of our business recently. I've seen it over the last six months where, you know, we're helping a client and they'll come back to us and say, oh my goodness, this thing that you gave me, this, this process or this, this thing that you told me to implement was amazing. And it just, you know, works so well. And it, you know, help me make an extra $10,000 last month. And you go, oh yeah, we made that a while ago. And then we linked it here and then we did that with it. And you're like, oh, you don't even have to, didn't have to do the work anymore. It's done now. And the process is created and then you can kind of pass it on to somebody else. All right, cool. So uh, one more question then about, about these. What do you outsource? How do you decide what things you should make the SOPs for first? What, when you're thinking you might want to put some of these together and then who do you outsource those kind of things to? There's two ways of doing it. One is, okay, what what is the most kind of a problematic area now in mm-hmm. my business? What do I need to figure out? I was talking to uh, another paid advertising agency on it the other week, and they have the Google processes nailed down. And he's like, okay, now we started with Facebook. I'm having problems with onboarding. So that's your problem. Like, you know, you're taking clients, but the process isn't uh, dialed in, write an SOP for that. Because when you fix that issue, then the customers will be happy. You will have less problems uh, trying to, you know, put out fires when something's not working. So that's one way of looking at, at this. Where is my kind of major problems at the moment in the business? How can I make it really streamlined and figure out and increase the standard. The other one is what you absolutely hate doing. And it's just, uh, you know, soul destroying and so boring. And I can find someone, uh, you know, five bucks an hour who can help me with this. So it's these two things. I think either the problems or this doesn't need me do this. Like it, you don't add value as a person doing it. Someone else can just uh, jump in and take over that process. So those two. And then after that, it's, it can just become a, a part of the, okay, every week, either on your own or you as a whole team, you say, okay, we will maybe create one, one SOP and gradually build to that 50 or 100 or so SOPs over over a course of a year or two or three, you know, that's a, as a business grows, you'll need more and more SOPs, but start with the ones that you do most often, uh, where the standards may be low, where there's issues and something that you want to outsource that is so simple that you don't have to be doing it yourself. Yeah, I would say in terms of the amount of time. So we started working on ours. We were out in San Diego two, three years ago, something like that. Three or four, even. Yeah. Now, it can't be four, maybe two and a half. It was like, Jan, what time of year was it? Like autumn, something like that. So maybe three years ago, and I would say we're now up to that, however many we got, like whatever it is, 50. We've had some that have gone in and then come back out again. And we've got some of them that are just like, oh my God, it's beautiful. It sings, it's like so perfect. And then there's a whole bunch of other ones that we're working on at the moment. Go yeah, on. there's different ones. There's the, there'll be SOPs that they pretty much never change, like, you know, different like copywriting brief or something like that. But then there are some where it involves, uh, let's say, software like Facebook ads. The interface in the ads manager changes so often and the 
how you you know work the system where changes so often. So those SOPs will have to be updated as needed. So I think probably the SOPs are right for the last agency. Most of them are probably by now out of date because Facebook changed so much since in like the last three years. Having that kind of, you know, the table of content I mentioned, it's like, okay, when was the last time we looked at that SOP, have a date and maybe assign a, a person who's running the process now who can update the, that for you. So they're not out of date. And there'll be sometimes when, okay, we are running the process. We know what we're doing. We don't look at SOP anymore. And then new team member joins and they read SOP and think, what happened here? It's completely different. So it's like, you know, <laughs> it's not being updated anymore. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you very much for such a detailed breakdown on that. I hope everyone got a lot out of that. You too can become more organized and have a 12-week meal plan and a perfectly running business. Uh, if you found the interview useful, please give us a review wherever you listened, if that's an option, or like and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And if you want more useful tips and resources and you've got any questions about any of these kind of things, then come join us in the Advanced Course Creators group on Facebook. We're active in there every day, answering people's questions, sharing useful resources, um, and all of these recordings get shared there early as well. So hopefully see you in there soon. Thanks very much, everybody. And thank you, Rita. Thank you.